Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. You are at the right place right now. Thank you so much for being a part of the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head, and I am super excited. I cannot believe that it's already episode five of this podcast. It has been so much fun. And this week, man, it has been a crazy week. Um, we've had the impeachment trial. We've had the coronavirus, uh, the Super Bowl and the passing of Kobe Bryant just a week ago, which was absolutely heartbreaking. I also have had the opportunity to go back to OnSite, where I was able to be in the space where so much of my healing happened, and I was able to be a part of a video project where I got to share my story of being at OnSite. I was able to share who I was before even walking in, which was a completely different person, and how the process of the team at OnSite and, and the different modalities of therapy helped so much in creating a brand new um, freedom for me and, uh, and, and how I was able to walk out an even healthier person. And the ultimate goal of that video was to help out anyone who might be in this tension, which I completely understand, of needing to attend a longer term care facility and just to focus on trauma because that really is what onsite is about. I would have never guessed that a year ago I would be asked to come back and to film a video of my experience there. Um, really truly is an honor to be able to do that. And so I don't know I don't know if you're kind of dealing with some things, but you can go to onsiteworkshops.com and kind of see everything that they offer. They offer week long um, intensives. They offer so many different things. And um, man, they are truly incredible. And so let's get started on episode five as we look at burnout and how it can happen to many different people for so many different reasons. I was the person though who would hear about burnout and be like, that is definitely never going to happen to me. The person who burns out is weak and they need to suck it up and move on. I mean, that was my thinking. And thinking there's no way that this, this could happen to me. Because why? I have it all together. That was my thinking. And so let's journey together today, right now. And let's just see how that worked out. The more that we can realize where we are emotionally, the better we will be as a leader, a mom, a dad, a student, and so much more. I know that for me, in my 20s and 30s, there was no way in the world that I would have ever listened to a podcast like this. I mean, somebody talking about mental health and Jesus Christ, no way. Why? Because I thought I had it all together, which contributed to a massive burnout. And it happened. It happened to me, and it happened very fast and was very, very scary. One of the key issues that caused my burnout was how much of my identity was in what I did instead of who I am. The disgusting perceived reality that is shown in this world is that successful people are always focused on work, moving up, and being amazing in everything that we do. And we can place so much of our identity in these things. 
So I want to test how we're doing with this. So let's pretend right now that you are sitting across from me or you're standing across from me and we are just meeting for the very first time. It looks a little bit like this. I stick my hand out and I say, hello, and we shake hands and I say, my name is Michael. And then you tell me your name. And then I would say, so tell me something about you. And so in this time where you are responding, tell me something about you. I want you to think, what is your response? What is your initial response? Maybe for some, your response was, oh, I'm a student, uh, I'm a pastor, I'm a banker, I'm a zookeeper, <laughs> I'm an astronaut, uh, I make pipes in the ocean where only China can buy them from me because I'm the only one that speaks fluent Chinese, and I'm awesome. Again, I don't know what your response is when I ask you, tell me something about you. And so for me, what used to happen is I would hear these responses from other people when you're explaining what you do, and I would be immediately formulating a plan in my head and thinking of a way that I can impress you and make you like me. This was my normal. And understand, this is normal, yet it can be very unhealthy. The truth is, you are not what you do. When someone asks you, what do you do, or tell me about you, try to answer the question of, who you are, not what you do. Try filling it with things like what you enjoy, what your hobbies are, about your family and your spiritual life. What you'll start to find out is that this will completely mess up the person asking the question and you can reply in a way that is great. So tell me about you. This truly is the best question to ask. Why? Because it shows that you care about the person and not what they do. Most people will find this so hard. It takes, it has taken me so much work for me to be able to even answer the question without answering what I do instead of who I am. I think something I need to mention is I don't have it all figured out. I never would want people to listen to this and think, oh, he has it all figured out because I promise you, I do not. I am still learning and I'm working hard on my spiritual health and on my mental health every single day. I'm in the process of healing and I am continuing to trust that process. And I also want you to know this. Remember that your wound may not be your fault, but the truth is healing, healing that wound is our responsibility. And so as we go back to talking about this misplaced identity and how that this was a huge part of my burnout, and when that burnout started to seep in, it started to come from anxiety and relational isolation. And when I look back, because of this false identity that I built and how I worked extremely hard to maintain it. Here's, here's what that identity looked like. It looked like this. I was a pastor, amazing communicator, super Christian, never messed up, a CrossFitter, popular, I can do it all, I never needed sleep, creative, good dad, amazing husband, athletic, always available, funny, and knowledgeable. Now that list, again, is not uh, who I was. It was who I wanted other people to think that I was. And these things aren't bad. I mean, matter of fact, that's a really, really good list. Like that's an amazing human, um, but that's not possible to live that way. Those are good things, just impossible to maintain all that. And so when I started to notice that I couldn't hold all these plates up and I couldn't do all these things, I started to do what? I started to isolate myself. Remember, burnout comes from anxiety and relational isolation. And so what did that look like? It looked like this. Best friends would call me and I wouldn't call them back. 
and it would end the friendship or get so close to it. I would never go on double dates with my wife and friends. I never wanted to go to fun events. I wanted to stay home. I couldn't be in lobbies with a bunch of people. I would teach on stages and then just completely disappear, get in my car and roll out. I would exaggerate how I was doing. So when someone said, hey, how are you? I'd be like, oh, I'm great. And I would smile and act like everything is awesome. I subconsciously felt though, as I had to be all these things to all people. And if I wasn't this Superman with these super skills, then I was afraid that they would not love me like me or be proud of me. So when life came crashing down and I was nowhere close to being all these things, I believe that my life was useless and it needed to be over because the workaholic perfect human was done. I equated love with performance and what I did. Where does this come from? And why did I feel as though this was an okay way to live? I mean, there's truly so many reasons, but the most eye-opening for me was as I continued to unlock the pain of my childhood, and although it's very sickening and very sad, it helped me to notice the why behind so many of my actions. See, most of my identity issues came from me trying to survive when I was a child. It came from trying to be all things to all people so that I would just get some attention and care. It came from that if I could be all things to all people and perfect, I'd be loved instead of hurt. If I could show how great I was at things, I wouldn't be abandoned or neglected. And if I could just keep a smile on my face and act like everything was wonderful and there was nothing wrong with me, it would limit the amount of yelling at me for being either sad or upset about something. This makes so much sense for so many people who grew up working so hard to be accepted and loved. We just didn't want to get hurt and how this can continue on in our life. This truly is exhausting and I know what it feels like to be exhausted. This was the very word that I was encouraged to say when I first started doing my work at OnSite. I mean, I remember it so well. I was sitting in a circle of people that I didn't know. I had a black hoodie on with my hood over my head. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And the therapist looks at me and he says, I want you to say this word. Say you're exhausted. And I couldn't do it. I could not get that word out of my mouth. And it made me so sad. And when I did, it came out and I just collapsed in complete sadness. And what I learned was this was the start of releasing the pressure that I had placed on my life. And when this happened, God started to dig deep into my soul and start to pull out things for me to look at so that I could start to walk in freedom. I mean, he talks about that. We read about that in Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It says stand firm and don't let yourself be burdened again by this yoke of slavery. I am working very hard to just be who I am, to not try to impress people with this person that I want people to know. I just want people to know me. And I've come to find out that I am truly okay with it. And that is so hard to do. I mean, being free from an identity-driven culture is super hard. 
And so we need to remember, we are not the work that we do. We're not the sports that we play. We are not the grades that we make. We are not the money that we make. And we are not the accomplishments that we have done. When we're able to know who we are, we realize that we don't have to try to be anything else but us. And we can start to realize that we are His and He loves us. Before we do anything at all, He loves us. And that we can change our focus from us unto Him and continue to place our identity in Him. In Colossians 3, it says this, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And check this out. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Not on earthly things. And it says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. Not on earthly things. Remember, we can just be okay with who we are. And I know for me, there is so much freedom now. There is so much freedom and me not trying to be all of these things and people accepting me for me and people being um, okay with that. Because I know this, if somebody does not approve of me, I've become okay with that. And not in a cocky, rude way. I truly am okay if somebody doesn't approve of me. Here's why. Because Jesus stands in front of all those people and he says, approved. And so my hope is that the weight of trying to be all these things can start to slowly fall off of all of our shoulders and we can realize how we can be free of placing who we are and what we do and we can rest in the fact that nothing we do can ever change the identity of who God says we are. Thanks again for everybody who continues to listen to this podcast and share this podcast. And man, I was looking at some of the reviews and what you guys are saying, and you are so kind. Also, if you have any questions or you would like me to talk about a certain subject or a topic, please, you can can let me know on Instagram. That's at underscore Michael underscore head. You can ask me a question on there, or you can email at dftwpodcast at gmail.com and I would love to just start a conversation and if if you have anything that you would just like to talk about let's see what we can do thank you so much for listening to the dftw podcast and we will see you right here next week Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.